Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Orwitz with you on this Tuesday. So what's going on, everybody? Well, we've got uh, the summit happening, and we've got uh, the Fed tomorrow, and we've got the ECB on Thursday. And I don't know, it looks to me like uh, America's gone full imbecile. Uh, we continue to uh, pound in the debt. We continue to add to the amounts that we owe, whether it be the the country, the individuals, the companies, and everybody thinks that the 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 debt bomb will not explode. It's an amazing thing to watch. Uh, you know, again, similar to other uh, situations like this. I mean, you could look at two hundred seven, two hundred eight. Uh, and the build-up to that. Uh, but anytime we've seen major catastrophes, it's usually surrounded by uh, what we'll call the, the debt bomb and the problems. And nobody seems to care. It's it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, and and I, that's pretty much, you know, the society that we live in. It's the uh, I don't care uh, as long as I can pay for it by the month. And I know that my... My money coming in is always going to be the same. Of course, we always forget that, well, sometimes it doesn't happen that way. And sometimes we uh, end up, uh, you know, not having as much. And, and, and I think, you know, what you're seeing uh, with, with, with Trump is the uh, ability to try to cut that debt down. Uh, but, you know, again, we look at what's going on with Americans and, and car payments are rising and car payments are increasing. Uh, I mean, the the average new vehicle auto payment is now five hundred and twenty three bananas. And just think think about that. I mean, you know, when we look at the wage scale of what people are making, and we look at you know the prospect of of those who are going to make, um, you know, it doesn't bode very well. I mean, again, when we look at the wages, you know, if you're making, you know, uh, let's say $50,000 a year or let's say $1,000 a week, all right, so if you take out your taxes, so maybe you're making $750 a week, all right, well, you, you got 3000 a month approximately. So if you're paying 500 for a car, you now got 2500 all right. If you've got uh, a rent payment, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, I can't give the rent for everywhere. But I, if you lived in Chicago, your rent's got to be at least a thousand. So my point is, is that where's all this money going to come from? I guess I know many make a lot more than that. But average USA does not. Now, 
with the with the high cost of, of, of gasoline now, especially if you're somebody who has to drive for work or drive to get to work, you know, we don't all have the benefit of the um, a subway system or a public transportation. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, everybody says, well, why don't we carpool? Well, you know, not everybody works where they could carpool, but what if you're just, uh, you know, like a salesman or a technician that has to drive around, you're cutting into your pay. So, you know, we, we can, but we continue to believe that we can service this debt and, and I don't think that it can be done. I, I think that we're truly in, in an area Again, it may not it may not blow up tomorrow. It may not blow up the next day. It may blow up five years from now. I can't tell you when that's going to happen, but it certainly is an issue that has to be dealt with. But we refuse to. In the meantime, the credit card companies are are, are having records amount of debt, and of course, for them, it's okay. Why? Because you know you continue to pay uh, at those usury rates that they like to charge, uh, and. You know, so why why would they want to loan you from the bank at five percent when they can loan you on a credit card at whatever it is? You know, I don't know what the numbers are. I mean, anywhere from ten to twenty percent. You know, whatever, whatever the max is, many are paying. Okay, so now you're servicing this this air pocket of nothing. So, you know, again, if you if you understand the logic behind it, you know, if you borrow, let's say five thousand dollars from the bank. Okay, and you're paying it off. First of all, it's going to be some sort of collateralized asset that you're going to have to to, to have in. Okay, so let's just say you borrow on on a car, all right, and you're paying it off, and you're paying it off. So now let's say you've gotten to the point where you've paid off the actual five thousand part of it, but not necessarily the obviously the loan value. Okay, and maybe you still owe another five thousand on that loan. Okay. Well, the bank's going to work with you because they're going to. All they want to do is keep getting paid. They've already gotten their money back. They still own, still own the collateral to the asset that you're you financed. Okay. You know, very few people get a loan just on their overall signature. So now, you know, they'll work with you. And this is the the fallacy behind this. And this is the the money printing of the banks. So not only do we have the Fed that can print money, we have the banks that can lend out money because this goes back to do they have enough in reserve? But in the meantime, here you have debt accumulating and all it is 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 is, is giving more to to the banks that and and they'll continue to lend out because even if it goes bad, they know that they're going to be bailed out by the Federal Reserve. So if we think that this debt bomb is is not going to explode, you better think again. You know, it's again, it's no different than the movie The Big Short, where uh, the guy kept saying these these loans are going to be backwards pretty soon. Okay, and and of course that's the the problem when you see start to see defaults, and there will be defaults starting. Okay, now maybe they're already starting. I mean, I don't do that deep of research into it, but maybe they're already starting. But again, if you can. If somebody's paying you a hundred dollars a month, and they can't, I can't pay it anymore. You say, "Well, why don't we do it for fifty a month?" Then, if you're getting fifty, you're still getting revenue. So it, it becomes a situation that they're just continuing to renegotiate down to keep you paying to keep their revenue going. But at some point, 
you know, you realize that you can't pay no matter what the number is. And at some point then, you know, again, and, and as this happens and, and it will, okay, it becomes a much bigger and deeper problem, which will eventually be the, I, we want, we, we, yeah, listen, we know the, you know, the re- recession is, is very questionable. Whether or not we've been in a recession, you know, I don't know that we've ever come out, in my opinion. Uh, but again, we will have another recognized recession by the economists who, again, are as clueless as that on a bull. Uh, but, you know, we can't, we continue to always wait until it's too late. And that's when a lot of the problems always begin. Uh, but, you know, here we are. Uh, you know, nobody cares. Everybody's happy. You know, uh, everybody's ready to rock and roll. And we know that there's never going to be another problem ever again because this time is different. And, of course, we will get the buzzer false, false, false. But in the meantime, you know, we have to be prepared. And that's all we're talking about is, you know, how to handle it and how to be ready for it. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. And I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, I want to remind you to go to libertytalk.fm and download the show each and every day. Uh, and also don't forget to get the sporting edge on the weekends. And of course you should be getting Bubba's daily update, which comes to you for free every single day after the close. I send you out a three to five minute video, uh, which just kind of talks about the day's activity and what thought to look ahead for tomorrow. So it's like getting tomorrow's new newspaper today. Go to BubbaTrading.com. Uh, just fill out the box, no credit card, no payment required, and you'll get it sent to your email each and every day. The Bubba Show, top of boards. We'll be right back with more after the break. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. It's the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Yeah. Markets are attempting to make new highs. Uh, you know, we've already seen them in the NASDAQ and the Russell, and I'm sure not too long before the rest follow, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, but have you noticed what's going on in some of the emerging markets? Uh, have you noticed the collapsing uh uh, of the emerging market ETFs. Have you seen Brazil plummeting? Uh, we don't care. N- nothing matters. It, 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 it's not important. But of course, uh, have you also seen that uh, Italy, which has had its biggest bank run uh, since 2012? Again, doesn't matter. Just, just, re- just remember that's that is the attitude that nothing matters. And, and I'm not saying that it's going to be in effect today. Again, that's one thing I just want to remind you. I'm not predicting. I'm just giving you some factual information. Um, but, you know, I, I think what we're starting to see is the, the, the fallacy of all of this stimulus. I mean, why are we in stimulus now is beyond me. Okay, why this has not been rectified is, is beyond me. Uh, but of course, this is this is where I always say that you know the Fed is a clueless organization, uh, 
and and maybe it's, maybe they're not clueless. Maybe they're just smarter than everybody, and know how to scavenger up all the cash. Uh, as as we have uh, as we have big issues, um, but there is a recession coming. If it's not again, if it's not already here, it's coming, and the, there the, there'll be nothing the Fed can do about it. You know, remember, they have basically an empty gun right now. There, what are what are they going to do? If indeed, uh, if there is a problem, you know, when you allow this program which is now going on for i don't know 10 years when you allow that to continue to fester and not get resolved okay and not let the true free market take over what do you think is going to happen okay and if you tie that in with you know goldman sachs now again i don't put a lot of uh stock into uh what what the big bankers say typically they have an edge on what they're trying to do and they're trying to convince you or me to do something that uh that that you know so that they can get to the other side of that trade so to speak so i i don't know but i i think that you know they're 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 ringing the credit warning bill and and i think that's with with good reason but Again, this is something that we have to focus on, okay? Uh, and I, I think that this is, again, something that will become just another potential problem. Again, it's not that any one thing is the problem, but the stacking up of potential problems becomes a much more serious event, you know, when you keep sweeping everything that's bad underneath the carpet, that becomes the bigger issue. And, you know, my question is, you know, I would have to say that the company, company, the country is humming along better than it has for a long time. Again, I still say there's issues, but we're doing a lot better. What is with Robert De Niro? Is he that much of a putz? I mean, look, this is where we're, we're now two years in to the new president, and you've still got guys like Monero using the F Trump on at the Tonys. Now, again, you don't have to like the man. You don't have to like the president, but wouldn't don't you want the country to survive? Don't you want the country to do well? I mean, and and he gets a standing ovation, which just shows you how far we've separated. And my question is, is just simple. Why? You've got two more years left or four or six more years left, depending on how it works out. But, you know, you want to change. And this is what I don't understand. You want change. Get everybody's ass out and vote. Okay. That's how you get change. But but why guys like De Niro... Okay, and, and, and those types, why they're so anti-American is beyond me, okay? I mean, this is America. We've had, you know, presidents every four years since the inception. Why are we not just trying to support the country, okay? Which, which is, is, is so illogical 
that I can't stand it, which brings me to Google and their AI, artificial intelligence. And when they made their, their big announcement last week, or whatever it was, that they're not going to let or they're not going to help the United States to use artificial intelligence in, in, in things that they would use to fight wars. Now, here's Google made billions and billions and billions of dollars, or maybe trillions, uh, as an American company. The CEOs, the owners, the, the, you know, the top guys have made billions and billions of dollars. But yet, here we are, we're not going to help the United States of America with, with their uh, stuff to, def- to defend this country. Now, now tell me, explain to me how that is not anti-American. Right? I mean, I understand when Apple did not open that phone for for the FBI or for the CIA, whatever it was. I mean, that was an ongoing thing. But I'm always from the the school that if you walk softly and carry a big stick, okay, didn't one of our presidents say that? If you walk softly and carry a big stick, then you won't have the problems, okay? We're not looking to be a bully. We're looking to stop others from trying to take advantage and trying to uh, come after us. Wouldn't you think an American company like a Google would want to be the first in line to help their country, the United States of America, and to protect us from people thinking that they can attack us? But because we are the most powerful and because we have the best technology, okay, that they would not want to. So wouldn't the the fact that they had artificial intelligence and they had the best of it and they helped set up our defense system, wouldn't that make the most amount of sense so that people would not want to attack I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, I don't ever say that I'm 100% right. But to me, Google has become an anti-American company. And, and I just don't get it. I mean, why are we becoming anti-American? I mean, I know that this week the information from the Russian hack is going to come out. And I think that uh, it looks like Comey's going to jail. It looks like uh, McCabe may be going to jail. Uh, maybe even uh, Loretta Lynch may be going to jail. There, there looks to be like the problems were all on the side of, 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 the, of the Clintons. And, you know, isn't it about time we broke up this, this party, okay, this party of getting in who we want to get in so we can have all these things going on? I, again, I'm, I'm confused about how anti-American many of the people and companies that have made so much money and been so successful in America, how they can be turned and become so anti-American. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. And of course, remember our high school investing program, we're trying to help educate our high school kids 
Uh, and we've got a, in about 600 high schools, but we're trying to get into more. But of course, we're running out of capital as I have financed it myself until recently when we started with Patreon. If you'd like to help us out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. Also, LibertyTalk.fm. You can download the Bubba Show each and every day. And please do so. LibertyTalk.fm. Download the Bubba Show. We're going to stop out here for a break. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report. Bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at the Bubba Show.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubba Show.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the Bubba Show.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz, and I was listening to a little bit of Bill Whittle, Steve Green, and Scott Ott, and I thought I'd share that with you. Let's check it out. Virtually all of you have seen it on TV, but if you've never been there in person, it's really quite a sight. If you've never actually seen a peacock, when it goes to the trouble of ruffling up its feathers and puts on this incredible display, it genuinely does leave you slack-jawed. You just can't take your eyes off. It's absolutely amazing. And that's how I feel about Bill and Hillary Clinton. If you could, if you could take the <laughs> qualities of, of avarice and greed and pride and, and, and mendacity and run them to their evolutionary dead end where there's just this enormous thing and watch them just display it like this. You, you, I just keep coming back to them because to me they're just so simply astonishing. It's astonishing what these people are capable of. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott, and uh, both of the Clintons surfaced recently with some uh, statements that I think bear some mentioning, and I can't look away. I'm, I'm fascinated by the sheer great white shark efficiency of the, of the thing. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. Uh, Bill Clinton, uh, just a few days ago, had basically mentioned that he's kind of a victim of the Me Too movement as well, <laughs> that he's a victim of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. He says, I had to pay $16 million to get out of this. That's what his court cost. I was in debt for years after this. And, um, and I just feel such tremendous sorrow for the guy who, who, along with his wife, seems to just be missing the enzyme that allows normal people to digest the idea of right and wrong, uh, you know, perpetrator and victim, cause and effect, he simply genuinely does not seem to be capable of understanding that he is the poster child for the bad guy in the Me Too movement, not for the good guy. Why are we seeing this guy crawl out from whatever rock he should have crawled into a long time ago? What do you think about a statement like that? Oh, my. The guy got a $16 million b and he's complaining about it. That, that is chutzpah. <laughs> uh, listen... It, have you seen the interview he did? I, I can't remember which news channel had him on and James Patterson, but he was asked this this Monica Lewinsky question. Have you ever apologized to Miss Lewinsky? 
And Clinton, in the most Clinton-esque moment, and I've been watching this guy since about 1991, most Clinton-esque moment ever, says, yes, no, before going into his long thing, or no, yes, whatever the order was before getting into his long, contrived excuse, so that later on, when somebody tries to pin him down on it, he can claim that either the yes or the no was the answer to the actual question of have you apologized uh, Monica Lewinsky for your treatment of her. So, no, you... Okay, you know the spaghetti is done when you throw it up against the wall and it sticks? Mm -hmm. With the Clintons, you're throwing the spaghetti water up against the wall and nothing ever sticks because you can't pin them down on anything. They will say anything. They will do anything. And now he's written a book with noted author James Patterson, in which I can only assume that some silver-haired, roguishly charming president is the action hero of this thing. What's the book called? Uh, it's called The what, President what? is Missing, I believe. Oh, Lord. And Why couldn't he have been missing? Do you know missing? anything about it? <laughs> oh, that it were true I mean, in his day. <laughs> what's, the, what's the plot outline? The, uh, from what I understand, the, the plot basically, and it's, this is a Bill Clinton and James Patterson's name appear on the front of the book in equal type size. I believe Bill mm-hmm. on top, of course, as we might expect. Um, but it is the, the plot is basically that there is a terrorist attack of some sort and the president has gone rogue to fight off the terrorist uh, himself. There's several shootouts involving the, <laughs> the president sure. on the 14th That's Street so Clinton, Bridge all right. and elsewhere. It's think of it as um, Air Force One with Harrison Ford just without the Air Force One or the Harrison Ford character. Well, that's interesting, you know, because um, that's not the first collaboration that uh, the Clintons have done with James Patterson. Patterson, as you know, has written something like a thousand books or something. But <laughs> well, um, he has no, caused I mean, really, to he's come written, to being a large number. He has of written books. so much, but this has got to be number. I don't know. This is like the twentieth or something collaboration he did with the Clintons. Uh, some previous. These are actual Patterson uh, books. The previous ones he's done with Bill are called uh, "Just My Rotten Luck," <laughs> "Private Down Under." Kiss the Girls, The Quickie, and Pop Goes the Weasel. Uh, so those those collaborations have been there for a while. He's written here's what he's written with in, in cooperation with Hillary Clinton. He's written Along Came a Spider, Against Medical Advice, Big Fat Liar, Guilty Wives, Medhead, it's my favorite. Humans bow down, laugh out loud, and never, never. And finally, working with both of them, mostly dealing with the books he's written about the Clinton Foundation, Patterson's also written Witch and Wizard, Murder Games, Filthy Rich, Quest for the City of Gold, You've Been Warned, How to Be a Supervillain, and The Unflushables. So his his relationship with the Clintons goes back for decades. So what you're saying and is they they were ghostwriters on all of these books that we only know as James Patterson books, basically. Patterson was working with the Clintons as as basically <laughs> co- collaborators, un- unmentioned collaborators because the Clintons you know how averse they are to publicity oh, and, yeah, and yeah. how and how how private they are. Um Scott uh Hillary Clinton just a few weeks ago uh once again, uh, 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 defending the, the, the loss uh, that she said uh, she's over, completely over the loss, uh, but, but she's concerned as an American, which has the same ring of truth yes. as everything else Hillary Clinton says. But it's a little thing, but I thought it was an important thing. Hillary Clinton said that, um, yes, after the election, I did some crying and I, and I, drank, um, 
I drank my share of Chardonnay. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's share of Chardonnay would require the requisitioning of every tanker truck on the West Coast. You know, I mean, you'd have a convoy. It'd be like the, it'd be like the, it'd be like the, uh, the song, you know, a hundred mile convoy of these things running Chardonnay to wherever the hell Hillary Clinton is. Seriously, though, Scott, we, 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 I just think sometimes, no matter how bad things get for us. We have to go back and, and, and look at the size of this artillery shell that we dodged. Uh, I, I, there are a lot of reports that this woman is, in fact, just an open alcoholic, drinks to excess pretty much all the time. But it's not even a question of, hey, I had, to, uh, I had a glass of wine in the, in the evenings following the thing as I sat there with my Chaucer and read by the fireplace. No, she was blind drunk by the time that they made the announcement. That's why she didn't come out. Uh, in addition to all of her other... Um, Qualities. Qualities. Uh, this this propensity for heavy drinking, I think, is a pretty disturbing one to have in a president. As a man who's just uh, in the middle of a of a uh, biography of Ulysses S. Grant. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm I'm reading Grant now. I've, I haven't gotten to the point in the biography yet. Uh, Ron Chernow's biography that's just called Grant. I haven't gotten to uh, the Grant presidency. We're still uh, worried about Vicksburg in the Civil War right now. Um, He's about to go on a tear, by the way. Yeah, I but mean a major tear. But see, the the great thing, uh, I mean, the, the redeeming quality of Ulysses Grant was that yes, he did go off on these drinking binges from time to time, but he. He did them in private, and and uh, even though there was, they were widely rumored. Very few people ever actually saw him uh, drunk, and when he wasn't drunk, he was good at what he did. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> he, right. He was an effective general uh, in the war, and a great leader, and a humble person, and somebody who was willing to pitch in and roll up his sleeves. You know, when his men were trying to, you know, pull a wagon out of the muck or something like that, he would get right in there and help them with it. And ev all, every soldier knew that Ulysses Grant would sleep in the rain, you know, just like they did in many occasions and work side by side with them. Um, so that makes the distinction. I'm not, you know, it's kind of Winston Churchill. Yes, Winston Churchill was drinking all day, every day, but he was also a great leader. And that's, I think, where we draw the line with Hillary Clinton. Your, your peacock analogy is a fascinating one to me, Bill, because I, I grew up out in the country and there was an incident. Uh, I'm not sure the genesis uh, of it or how it came to be, but at some point, somehow, our next door neighbors, the Currys, wound up with a peacock on top of their chimney. There was a live peacock on top of the chimney of our next door neighbor's house. And while everybody knows about the beautiful fanned out feathers of the peacock and how gorgeous those are, not as many people know of the horrible caterwauling that a peacock makes. Oh, <laughs> the cry oh. of the peacock is something that one must uh, actually hear to appreciate. It really restores the vocal reputation of the harpy. I mean, really. You start it sounds to like a human so being ripped apart. It, it sounds like a Hillary it's, it's Clinton. Hideous. It is now. Oh, no, it's not that it, it bad. Might, it's not might that bad. Be that bad. No. It's not. She sounds like she sounds like somebody trying to cut through concrete and rebar with a chainsaw. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so, so you you're right. You can't look away. You can't you can't stop listening to it. Um, and one one more little Bill Clinton uh, anecdote, by the way. Uh, a reporter directly asked him, to my surprise, uh, on on this book tour with James Patterson. Um, the reporter asked uh, what he thought of the fact that a, a while back Senator uh, Kirsten Gillibrand from New York had said that Bill Clinton should have resigned. 
when the allegations came out about the way he used his powerful position uh, to sexually harass uh, Monica Lewinsky and others, and he should have resigned. And Bill Clinton's response to that, what do you think of that, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. President? Bill Clinton's response was, well, Senator Gillibrand and I just have a difference of opinion. And of course, that has been the story for <laughs> for years and years and years. And what can I tell you? That was uh, Bill Biddle and uh, Steve Green and Scott Ott. And of course, uh, that is BillBiddle.com. You can check it out. Great site. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, we want to remind you about LibertyTalk.fm. You can go down there and download the show each and every day on demand. And of course, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free at BubbaTrading.com. All you have to do is um, go to BubbaTrading.com and you fill out the form. You get the update. And every day after the close, I will send you an update. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. And I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll be back with more after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, The Bubba Show, coming right back to you. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And, uh, you know, as we... As we look around, and of course, we've had some uh, some cryptocurrency problems over the weekend, and uh, of course, they're getting uh, hammered a little bit. And the the question is is does it matter, and should we be concerned? And my answer would be, well, you should always be concerned. But the cryptocurrencies are real; they're going to be here; they're going to be part of it, and. You know, again, I'm, I have no edge on whether you get in or not, and I'm not telling you to buy them. I'm saying that this is something that looks to be like the real McCoy, the real deal. And I think that we're going to see uh, some opportunities here. And, and this would be like in any other market. To me, this is a buying opportunity uh, when you have these, these issues and these problems in the world. Uh, you know, they, they happen everywhere. You know, everybody forgets that the Bank of America somehow lost $5 billion once. Uh, you know, we forget about the fines and everything else that goes on. And I think that that is a mistake when you start to, to try to, you know, uh, uh, criticize or, you know, say something is, you know, a bubble or whatever. And again, I'm not saying that it's going to be go go to the moon. I'm just saying that it looks to me like it's somewhat of a reasonable investment and something that you could possibly, uh, you know, be able to do well with from an investing standpoint. I wouldn't put in a, a ton of money, uh, but certainly a couple of percentage points would be something to be uh, worthwhile. Uh, you know, figure it out as a, you know, a couple of dinners and a couple of movies worth. You know, again, it's just something to uh, that, that has the potential to be the next Internet. It has the potential to be something. And it'd be just something to to look at, um, you know. I, again, you know, nobody knows where the next big thing is going to come from. Nobody knows what the next big event will be. But certainly, if we're prepared for it uh, and we're there, then maybe we get ourselves an opportunity. And, and that, to me, is really all we we are looking for is that opportunity. So I think that that's, again, it's something to take a look at. I mean, you know, there's so many things going on, you know, throughout uh, the globe and there's, there's so many people adopting this, this stuff. 
uh, as far as the actual usage and things like that. So to me, it's like, okay, I think that uh, maybe we, you know, check it out. And again, I was just, you know, full disclosure, I was fully against it. I thought it was uh, a scam initially. And obviously, I'm, I'm sorry I did so. Uh, and it's still, look, it, it still could be a scam. But I, I think that based on you, you're watching JP Morgan now accepting it, you're seeing, you're seeing Fidelity now accepting it. Uh, you're seeing some some countries that, that are adopting it in the small side. Uh, Thailand is is has accepted it. So, in my mind, the acceptance and of course the exchanges are accepting it. So, in my mind, that just says, hey, here we are. This is this is real. This is as a chance. Uh, and should we you know continue forward? And and I think that's what it tells you is that you know hey you know maybe it's something that we can you know invest in. And, and, and make some money in. So, you know, this is something that is, 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 has the real possibility to be something. And, of course, as we talked about a little bit, the, 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 the G7 summit, and, of course, it looks like uh, uh, we're, we're having some issues. Um, but I think that this is part of normal negotiation. Uh, I, I think that that's one of the things that we always have to be aware of is that the headlines that we get are not always what the end result is going to be and a, a lot of this bluster comes through uh, the media uh, intentionally so trying to gauge reaction you know it's, it's no different than than a you know a poker game where somebody's trying to find get information on somebody else and, and see how far you can push somebody you know we're always in that position to try to, you know, if we're in a negotiating spot, we're trying to see how far we can push somebody, so how much we can get away with. Any negotiation is very much the same thing. You're trying to get your best deal, and I don't blame I don't blame Canada, I don't blame anybody, okay? Uh, and, of course, I don't blame President Trump for, the way, for his stance on the way things are going. So we're trying to, you know, everybody's trying to get what they can is get the best deal for their people, and uh, I think one of the things that the edge we have is I think we hold all the trump cards. <laughs> I mean, again, we are pretty much of a self-sufficient um, nation. I think that we could, you know, we could do without if we needed to. Uh, but I think that you can see by uh, Trump allowing Wilbur Ross and gang to work out a deal with ZTE that he really wants to keep the doors open, but wants to keep them open in his best interest, in your best interest, because I do believe that the president of the United States, President Donald Trump, is someone who wants to be, uh, you know, wants the best for the citizens, for his people. Uh, again, I, I believe that. And, and again, it's not because I supported him. It's not because I voted for him. But it's, I think you can see by his actions that he really believes in the system. And I think he's trying to make it and bring it back to what it was originally designed for. And that is to be uh, for the people and not for the few. Uh, and I, I, so I think, you know, the ZTE deal, uh, and you may not like it, uh, but I think because the way it's been set up, like no other deal I've seen set up where we actually had the control and where we have the P 
people inside to watch. To me, that makes it work. It's it's not like the uh, Iran deal, you know, where they told us we had to give them so much notice. So I, again, I think a lot of these things are uh, that need to be concerned with and talk about. Uh, but we really need to get back to a true free market system where real price discovery takes place, where real action takes place, and where asset prices go back to pricing themselves, not being priced by a third party uh, based on, on money. And, and I think you're starting to see that, uh, you know, that, 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 that what the need is for that because you, you, all we're seeing now is, is the massive accumulation of, of, of problems. And, you know, the problems are not going to go away on them, by themselves. The problems are not going to disappear. They are going to continue to be a part of everything until somebody steps up and says enough. And I think that's kind of where we're headed uh, with President Trump is we're going to get to somewhere where, it's, where, where he has said, in his mind, enough. And, and I couldn't be happier that we are now in that potential position of enough because, again, I love this country and I want this country to be greater than it is. It already is the greatest place on earth. It's like Disneyland, the greatest place on earth. But I want it to be better. I want it to be better for everybody. I mean, again, for me, I'm past, you know, me and me and justify, I'm going for the triple crown. But at the end of the day, I want it good for the people that are left behind after I move on. Because, again, that's what it's about. It's about making it better for our kids and our grandchildren. But in the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, trying to make it better for our children is one of the things I do with my high school investing program. And teach them a little financial literacy. If you'd like to help out, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. And where we try to educate and give this program away to the high free to the high schools. Uh, we've got over about 600 right now looking to get more. So if you want to check it out, please do so. And also don't forget to download the show every day at LibertyTalk.fm. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same station. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. 